Hi there, and welcome back to the Industrial Automation Insider Podcast. Uh, my name is Matt Van Bogart, and today we get the pleasure of speaking with Marcin Kowalski, who is a respected product manager for one of Zebra's machine vision partners in Europe, which is Avicon Vision Systems. So Marcin has been in the machine vision business and world for, uh, for a long time and has quite a bit of experience when it comes to machine vision technology across manufacturing, automation, uh, material engineering, etc. I also find it interesting that Avicon has done some very, very interesting applications when it comes to both machine vision, closed circuit TV, etc. So let's dive into this conversation. Martin, welcome to the Industrial Automation Insider podcast. What is up, Matt? Thank you for having me on, on this podcast. I'm, I'm very happy to take part in it. Yeah, fantastic. Right. So we both know that machine vision technology has been around uh, for a long time. And I know that you have um, you know, roughly 20 years of experience in, in this industry. You know, tell me a little bit about you know, where you've seen this technology come from and you know, what, types of, uh, what types of innovations have you seen over uh, the 20 years that you've been in this industry? Yeah, yeah, very, very good question about, about timeline of, of this technology. Uh, throughout this, this whole period of, of my, let's say, machine vision activity, I can say that, that there, there were several breakthroughs uh, in, in, in technology and, uh, and a lot of uh, improvements along the way as well. So, so definitely, uh, definitely one of these one of these breakthroughs was recent hype of machine vision uh, as well as other as well as, as other uh, let's say branches which is ai and machine learning so this was the big thing and and it it, it is still so this was the one of one of big uh, big uh, leaps forward and uh, going back in time yeah i can i can name a few like uh, like transition from CCD to to CMOS, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, developing uh, faster and faster interfaces, which are even even more easy to use uh, uh, compared to, to compared to these uh, legacy technologies. So so yeah, I, I I could I could tell this 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 two examples just as a primer of 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 all the changes that i i I witnessed through all these years yeah yeah excellent yeah there's uh, probably a lot of people don't recognize and realize the that a lot of the advancements that we've had in camera technology have actually come out of the mobile device space so when it comes to you know uh, uh, specific innovations around cmos sensors and having sensors becoming more sensitive and larger and faster. A lot of that development, we can thank uh, our friends in the mobile device world in terms of driving that innovation, driving costs down and allowing us to leverage a lot of the investments that they've made in technology where um, uh, we're able to benefit from. So that's good. So, you know, in general terms, I would say, you know, from my experience, because I've been around machine vision for about 20 years as well, 
is that the perception of machine vision is mostly associated with manufacturing, um, and particularly around you know the, the industrial automation technology. But we see demand for machine vision, computer vision, et cetera, uh, really starting to gain traction outside of this traditional manufacturing core. I know that Avacon, uh, your organization, um, has done a number of very interesting applications ranging from healthcare to defense and sports. Can you share a little bit about kind of what you're seeing in terms of growth of this technology outside of what we you know, uh, typically consider its traditional industrial automation roots? Yeah. Uh... Absolutely, absolutely. Non-industrial applications started to grow uh, some time ago already, some significant, some significant chunk of time ago, and and I can see that I I can tell that that uh, that Avicon just had a great lack of of stumbling upon customers that were not from industrial uh, world. Mm-hmm. But they they had some ideas in mind, but didn't have any vocabulary of vision systems, of camera systems, any notion of this technology. Uh, but they but they clearly knew intuitively what they were about to achieve and what they aimed to achieve, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it was like always just process of of. Uh, kind of creative collaboration on that of, of discussions because it's always like a bridging the gap between two types of voc- vocabularies especially for non-industrial guys like like, like sports that yeah they, they know how to how to make a, a perfect training for the uh, for the sportsmen but they have no uh, slightest idea about about technology interfaces and so on. So it was all, always for us like bridging the gap between two languages and mm-hmm. telling, telling something from our vocabulary to learn to to teach them and having the same in return and teaching new new applications as well and getting getting you know some ideas about about this these goals and. And, and and then you create basically basically the room for for mutual understanding and and setting the task and redefining and and describing them properly so that they are doable basically right mm-hmm. so so uh, sports registration is is is, the, is a straightforward so so as everyone can as everyone can anticipate uh, is mainly all about uh, high speed imaging mostly, mm-hmm. but aside of that, we have a light wildlife registration. So all the activities connected with uh, connected with with environmental care and and uh, you know and wildlife services. So so uh, counting wildlife, uh, securing them, and and monitoring monitoring the species in 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 some areas so this kind of uh, this kind of applications is always with us has been always with us and probably will be in future 
Yeah, 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 that's interesting. It sounds like you guys are doing some really interesting innovation in areas outside of what we typically consider the sweet spot for machine vision. So when we were preparing for this podcast and, you know, working with you and understanding more about uh, your business, uh, one of the things that was fascinating to me was this application that you had developed around looking at and checking the bottom of feet of, uh, of poultry. And the reason why you were doing that was because uh, the end customer wanted to ensure a level of humaneness and quality to the poultry that they were receiving from, from farms. So this is absolutely fascinating to me. I would love to hear just briefly a little story about how this application came about and what you did to, to solve and provide a solution to, uh, to your customer. Absolutely. This application, of course, wouldn't, wouldn't have been possible uh, before machine learning era. Uh, definitely, we take the full advantage of machine learning here. And application is really all about the well-being of, of these of this, uh, chickens and poultry because, because their, their well-being also it's not, not, you know, uh, not only uh, good for for just for humanity reasons, but it also directly maps to the quality of food, mm. to the quality of deliveries, etc. So, so these are connected things. So, so even more, we are happy to 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 push this application in in, in every direction, like like both technical and 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 uh, you know and and just. Uh, let's say in the moral dimension you know so uh, so two words about about application itself so definitely there is a strong correlation between between the way the poultry is grown uh, and uh, and possible diseases or or uh, any issues with uh, with health uh, and these issues are mostly uh, visible on the chicken pads on the uh, because the, the, there are certainly some lessons going on mm -hmm. uh, as the as the well-being is deteriorated uh, for for this uh, for this um, for this uh, chickens so so this way the the customer of of poultry farms can easily measure and and monitor the quality indirectly, you know, quality of, of, of the vendor indirectly by measuring the product. And and this is the 100% uh, inspection, which is a which is a, a, a great leap forward compared to previous state of things that was, of course, based on just selective uh, selective sampling of the of the animals so definitely we were able to leverage this application from the basic technical level uh, of the machine learning implementation up to let's say business and legal level of getting the certification for our system Mm -hmm. And being sure that 
even business-wise, we are on the safe side with pretty new technology that is not granted enough to uh, to secure you on the on the legal side, so so that you can undersign on the parameters of of uh, of these systems and be responsible for for results on, on the system. So we managed to uh, to. To, to to work out all the all the you know ins and outs of these applications so that so that right now indeed uh, we are probably the the number one in Poland uh, for for this for this application with Great. with more than fifteen uh, systems sold. Great, uh, thank you for that background. Now, <clears throat> I I also understand. Uh, that Avacon has some some background in doing applications with certain sporting events. Uh, can you share a little bit of background, uh, Marcin, about uh, where your business is is involved in in sports? Yes, absolutely. Sports is one one of non-industrial directions that we are fortunate to uh, to develop uh, on different levels of business, from simple delivery of components that were just suited to to, to uh, certain conditions or requirements up to up to delivering uh, of turnkey systems that could be rebranded by by our customers uh, so definitely among these sport applications the volleyball takes the first place as Poland is known for for Premier League of, of uh, volleyball so so, so best players best players uh -huh. are present in in, in Poland, and uh, it's regarded as, as the strongest uh, uh, worldwide. So uh, definitely, the vision task there is to to make uh, a challenge uh, replay, uh, which uh, which mm -hmm. clearly visualizes what happened on particular moment of the game if. If ball touch the line, if ball touch the finger, and and mm -hmm. stuff like that, so uh, this kind of systems is uh, specific on its own because it requires a a certain number, rather big number of cameras, just placed around around the mm -hmm. around the venue, and uh, they have to, to go synchronized. So. So, uh, so that would be the first example. Also, one of the examples is the Speedway, uh, another maybe Europe-specific, uh, specific uh, motorsport, and uh, and here uh, the main the main uh, task was to uh, to register the the the, the, the finish line uh, because because mm -hmm. uh, speeds that. Uh, that motor cycles come through this line with are really really significant, mm -hmm. like like eighty miles per hour or or even more uh, at, at 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 some point. Uh, so there was a there is a definitely a, a need for for high quality high speed system uh, with special optical parameters because because uh, for sure for for those. Who are uh, who are professional on optics and know the optics? Uh, uh, you will know mm -hmm. that 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 short 
short the working distance equals sometimes sometimes very very shallow uh, depth of focus so this is kind of challenges that we you have to concur and uh, yeah that will be the uh, the main two applications that we take take care of and and there are definitely multiple multiple sports that just take part in our portfolio just as vendor of parts like mm -hmm. like tennis like squash like uh, um, okay yeah this would be the main the, the main ones tennis and squash and probably babington as well we... okay <clears throat> yeah fascinating so we've talked about today a number of technologies we talked about cameras We've talked a little bit about you know, deep learning, computer vision, et cetera. Are there certain technology capabilities you think um, are underused within, within the machine vision world? And, and are there potential machine vision applications that you believe are emerging that people need to be aware of or people need to be thinking about? Uh, yeah. I, I can tell that the, there's still some room for innovativeness in, in this business and and there are there, there are applications that are uncovered both on the on the on the vendor machine vision vendor side and, and the customer side. However, for this question I my answer would would uh, would be formed through the lens of maybe specific region region that I cover, which is uh, which is Middle East Europe. So, so this re region okay. was uh, definitely stepping into this business with certain delay of several years. So, so definitely the the, the most the most stress and all the market was put on the on the applications that were already there on the Western uh, side of. Of, of of this uh, of this market so so definitely we have we, we always have to to you know to pave the path uh, on our on our way also also taking some some uh, economic uh, factors into into consideration as well and uh, and from my experience i can tell that generally there are still there are there's still uh, a room for for uh, for application uh, uh, for application development especially in the field of joining different ideas from machine vision and creating certain synergies mm. uh, i can name a few for instance thermal imaging plus machine learning is is yet uncovered and microscopy plus hyperspectral imaging in the inline inline systems, not only on the desktop lab systems. Uh, so I could say high speed plus plus non visual non non visible uh, range applications, or maybe maybe also mm -hmm. some automated automated uh, data source systems for research and development where where people do do experiments and research mainly manually and a lot of 
lot of things can be automated mm -hmm. and and they are not aware of of the possibilities so so in our business of course uh, when i'm looking for for a new application for a new direction the first thing to uh, to consider is just to search for for the synergies of different technologies set aside of each other in single desk uh, or in single setup so that would be my idea for uh you know for for further development of this of these applications yeah so merging merging technologies that exist in other areas in um in a way to make an application better faster easier to deploy sounds like is is kind of what you're saying and i see you know similar things as well you know i believe i believe that we'll continue to see the growth in in 3d vision as that as that as that technology uh, comes down in price and and is easier to deploy and and can cover broader fields of view uh, with higher levels of accuracy. I think 3D will continue to to grow and and expand as a business and as a specific use case across multiple industries. You know, I, I also continue to see uh, just incredible investment around uh, deep learning and machine learning. I think oftentimes those terms can be uh, used interchangeably, maybe with AI as well. I don't know. Um, I hear those terms, you know, used broadly and probably applied in in similar situations. And where I see, you know, deep learning or machine learning coming into play <clears throat> is making the machine vision systems more intelligent. So uh, you know, making the systems so that um, you know, users don't need to be 20-year uh, veterans like yourself of the machine vision world in, in, in order to use this technology to, to solve problems around quality or inspection or uh, defect detection and using, using some of these innovations around computer vision and deep learning <clears throat> to, to help train the system what's good and what's bad and have it figure out uh, from there what to do so some pretty interesting things happening in this in this world i know that there are a number of um, you know startup companies uh, looking at this technology and how it can be applied and yeah there's uh, certainly uh, certainly no shortage of of investment in in new technology when it comes to when it comes to um, uh, machine vision and computer vision so I want to also talk a little bit about, I know, I know that your business and you've talked about it a little bit already, um, you know, in the examples of, of sporting, you know, using more of a CCTV technology to, to look at, um, you know, high speed images of motorsports or looking for uh, balls that hit a line in like a tennis event or something like this. <clears throat> so, you know, help me understand, do you see and do you have experience with applications where you're using um, both both computer vision, machine vision and this type of CCTV in you know, the similar environments to solve to solve problems? Or are they are they uh, different enough where those technologies don't necessarily uh, overlap? Well, you know, if. If you if you set these terms aside of each other, CCTV, 
computer vision, machine learning. So to me personally, uh, it's not like I'm giving these terms a book meaning in my business, you know, and keep them uh, away. These def definitions, keep, keep, I, I keep these definitions away from each other and, and just squaring them and telling her, hey, this, this, this is the boundary of CCTV. There is a computer vision or now we are going to machine vision, no CCTV. So it was not, not the case for me. So I, I, I treated all the solutions pretty, uh, pretty the same way. And, more, and I was more looking on, on actual properties of, of these this technologies and traits that that they bring to the applications rather than rather than sticking to you know to thinking about about just parted areas of, of technology. So so with this regard I would say that is pretty all the same for me and and uh, one of the examples that comes to my mind that uh, nicely Mm, describes, you know, my, my way of, of thinking is, is one of applications that we had in, uh, in some premises, in typical industrial premises. So this was a constant welding process uh, line uh, mm -hmm. that we had just to monitor for welding parameters. So this is just high highlight uh, levels and, and stuff. So, so there was an additional requirement to put the stream from the uh, from the typical machine vision system that controlled the process out to the out to the closed circuit TV for safety monitoring. So, what we did was just to simply deliver a plugin, deliver a new filter, new functionality to Zebra Aurora. Uh, that just takes the the picture properly, properly noted and described with with uh, with all the you know all the lights and, and and buttons on it and and put it into compressed stream and uh, and put it into uh, normal DVR solutions like CCTV classical security systems are basically so so this is kind of application that blends to nicely all the all the technologies together you know yeah yeah good good thank you <clears throat> so let's let's change gears here just quickly and you know want to get your insights in terms of you know when you're working with with clients on these applications you know what are you know key elements that 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 uh, decision makers and business leaders are looking for when it comes to you know computer vision machine vision applications you know what are they trying to solve for uh where you know how do they define uh, the best outcome when it comes to a machine vision solution you know what are they looking to solve yeah. for i think that most one of the most important things is uh, just like with any other business uh, is just to carefully listen to the customer and hold back from premature idea throwing to him because 
it can it can mm -hmm. just you know change the direction in 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 the bad in the bad way so so definitely our decision makers uh, in company try to first to carefully uh, listen to the story of the customer who has some some quality problems so some some issue to solve so requirement from his customer to to uh, to conquer and, and and first of all I, I think that it should be well noted and underst understood in the terms of definitions of customers so so first first thing to do is just to understand mm -hmm. the the process uh, just learn the technology of customer a bit uh, in order just to gain the level of vocabulary as i told uh, yesterday uh, uh, earlier just to gain the level of vocabulary that I will be able to connect with my proficient vocabulary of machine vision. So, so this is I, I think I feel like this is what we what we took from our experience throughout all, all these years of, of of Avicon delivering components and systems to to our to our customers. Maybe, uh, yeah. That that's my point. That's my point. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. So, a couple more questions here before we before we wrap up. Uh, from your perspective, what are you know some of the biggest misconceptions around machine vision that you either read about or hear about uh, from from customers? Are there one or two things that stand out to you? Um, where a customer may have one uh, perception of machine vision and you may have something completely different. Are there, are there any examples that, uh, that you Absolutely. can share? You, you, with this question, I think you are hitting the funny side of our, of our uh, today uh, meeting because, because I, I have a certain stories in mind that perfectly describe you know, this discrepancy between between customers mindset and our possibilities let's say technical possibilities that that we know we can do something or we cannot do something so so uh, i could say first example is like like the text or like the claim that i hear from my customer like my iphone has zillion of megapixels why can't i just use my phone instead of this 3000 bucks camera tell me that okay and then mm -hmm. yep. i'm trying to square the, the differences and uh, it takes like one hour or so so i i literally i i had i had such case where where i i just spent one and a half hour of of uh, explaining uh, to customer why he wasn't able to achieve his goals with 20 bucks pocket microscope and 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 my lenses costed like 2000 bucks and and at the end of the day i i just said enough okay and i just i just hung on my phone and and then next day i had i had an order on my desk just simple as that so very important question very important thing to, to such cases uh, is just to know when you have to say no. 
uh, I would say, to customer because mm. it's sometimes a psychological side of, of you know, interpersonal, uh, interpersonal connection in, in talk that takes precedence on, 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 on the way how you talk about the business. So, so in this case, I don't want mm-hmm. to go any further in, in this in this maze, and I try just to cut out the talk and let our let us both have some time to think things over. Okay, because sometimes just customer needs needs some you know crash against the wall and and just has to reorganize his priorities himself so mm-hmm. so such funny stories uh, take place like maybe another one i can train my ipad and amazon cloud for machine learning why your solution is so much uh, in cost okay so there is also uh, no point in too much going too much into into technical side because because uh, I have to explain why the solution, uh, the industrial solution, could work better for him, you know, and it could be, for instance, uh, uh, independent on independent on any type of remote connections or have or have results uh, instantly. But if you if you come across certain attitude to your to your system from Un, you know, un, un, untrained properly customer, then there's pretty nothing to do here and we have to let ourselves just uh, rest for a little bit in our business. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I've had, I've had and have listened to uh, similar questions about uh, about iPhones and, and, and such yeah. to bring up an important point. And I think it is worth mentioning you know that the machine vision market exists for a reason it uh it fills it fills a need uh, across um across a number of verticals and a number of customers and countless countless applications where the technology in this space the software the camera systems the lighting the lenses uh the expertise of people like you marchin in uh, the industry brings together all those components in a way to provide uh, unique and elegant solutions to to customer problems and if it was if it was that easy uh, perhaps this this industry wouldn't exist but from what i see it continues to grow uh, double digits every every year with no end in sight especially with with a lot of the innovation that's, yeah that's uh, right that's you're, you're absolutely right so yeah. I, I i could i could uh, say that there is a certain reason we are still staying for some applications with vga so the resolution so there is a reason behind it and mm-hmm. sometimes customer cannot grasp it <laughs> and, and that's the point mm-hmm. yeah yeah excellent excellent well it's been it's been a pleasure uh, speaking with you uh marchin today and uh, we appreciate the partnership uh the avacon has had and uh, using using our technology, using Zebra Aurora Vision Studio for the last 15 years, um, you know the fact that you continue to add products and capabilities to your portfolio from the Zebra uh, product line, uh, we certainly 
appreciate um, all the work that you're doing uh, to support uh, to support our business as well. I want to let people know that are either watching this or listening to this that uh, that Avicon has a tremendous uh, library of application case studies on their website, and we will link to it in the description to this to this uh, to this show. And I would encourage people to go take a look at. Um, all of those case studies because there is some fantastic innovation uh, that's happening there. So Marchin, we really appreciate the support and uh, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much, <clears throat> Excellent, fantastic. Uh, so thanks again for taking time with me today and thank you to, to our listeners for tuning in. If you missed past episodes of the Industrial Automation Insider, you can catch up now at your edge blog and podcast platform on zebra.com i'm matt van bogart signing off for now thank you <laughs>